0: Hey, Michael Knowles here. The latest episode of Daily Wire Backstage State of the Union 2023 coverage is available now. Join me, Ben Shapiro, Andrew Clavin, Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, and the God King Jeremy Boring as we discuss everything from Chinese spy balloons, satanic rituals sponsored by Pfizer, to Biden's disastrous State of the Union address. Take a listen.
1: Madam Vice President, Mr. Speaker, (laughs) my fellow Americans, welcome to The Daily Wire backstage. I am Jeremy Boring. I'm joined by Candace Owens. Ben Shapiro. Andrew Clavin, mm-hmm. Matt Walsh. <laughs> and Michael Knowles. Mm. <laughs> at the end of the, this is gonna be basically what you're getting from us all night tonight. This is the kind of wit one can expect when we're forced to stay at work late and watch a boring ass one hour and a half speech. (laughs) If you wanna hang out with us after that, and honestly, I can't imagine what would motivate (laughs) such behavior, we will be doing a killer members block where we take questions from our Daily Wire plus members. You can become one and get your question in there by going to dailywire.com slash subscribe to get 40% off. Why 40% off? Well, because 40% off may not be enough to buy the president, but it's enough to influence the culture that's right, it's our President is for Sale sale <laughs> at Daily Wire, Plus. <laughs> Daily Wire Plus slash subscribe. Guys, the last time we were all together, uh, of course, it was election night, and uh, it, it was disappointing, not as disappointing as having to watch the State of the Union, of course. Uh, and Stephen Crowder was with us, which just goes to show that things happen really fast in our business. <laughs> Again, not State of the Union speeches. No, they, no. They're interminable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Grammys had not come out as openly satanic. It's yeah. true. It's true. Sponsored um, sponsored by Pfizer. So the, so on the nose. I'm telling you, God is just, his writing is,
2: it's really degraded over the past. <laughs> it has. I, I do wanna... writing is so on the nose. He's casting like weird German Nazi-esque characters as the head of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's got uh, like, and he's got the president's son being like a drug addicted derelict who's taking money from, from the Chinese probably, mm-hmm. and dad leaving classified documents next to the Corvette. And they already used that storyline already. <laughs> And like this, just this is lazy, lazy writing. Chinese spy balloons, and now the Grammys <laughs> going going totally satanic. I, I will say about the the Grammys going satanic that I, I I think it does say something a little bit deeper about our culture that Joe Biden was there, right? Like the the, mm-hmm. the, the it used to, there was a time when satanic imagery was at least fringe, right? It was the counterculture and it was rebelling against the culture, and now it's just the culture is what we just call the culture, and the reason for that. We're going to get into your... John Milton's Satan is the villain of the piece in Paradise Lost, right? His whole thing is that he's rebelling against God, not because he's doing anything good or anything noble or anything true or beautiful, but because he would rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. And over the course of time, I think Western culture now sees Satan as the hero. And Satan is the hero because Satan is narcissistic and into himself. And that's exactly what you saw at the Grammys. A bunch of people who are narcissistically prancing around, calling themselves non-binary, gender, queer transgender people. Who was it you said was there? Jill, Jill Biden. Dr. Dr. Jill Bud. Dr. Bud. Oh, Dr. Jill Biden. Damn yeah, it. I, I, yeah. I always mess that up. I always mess that up. It's so frustrating because my wife's a real doctor. <laughs> anyway, that's,
3: that's what wait, people don't understand is- we, when we talk about how the left is satanic or a lot of pop music is satanic. And most of it is satanic, but it's not theologically satanic. Right. Like they're not literally worshiping the devil as far as they understand it. They're worshiping with the devil worship, which is the self. So it's kind of like a secular satanism. At the same time, I think we should also recognize that there's this, you know, the left likes to use the term gaslighting, which is all they do with things like this, because part of the reason that they do it is they they can have the satanic ritual being broadcast by CBS, and then conservatives react to it by saying, Hey, look, there's a there's a satanic ritual on TV, and then the next day you get the uh, the headlines from like the Daily Beast and all those saying, well, conservatives with their conspiracy theory that there was a satanic ritual in the Grammys. It's like, but it's, it's what literally
2: happened. We're just observing. It it's cool. that yeah. that face tattoo it's so- syndrome, right? It's like when you go into the, the Starbucks and the barista has a giant face tattoo and you're like, him a weird look he's got a face tattoo and then he's like what are you staring at like, yeah. your face tattoo that's yeah. what I'm
4: staring <laughs> but it, it brings up the point of that Joe Biden was there that they are now the culture and we are the counterculture we should stop reacting to them and just let them react to us because they do but, but they baited us, us intentionally gotten, but if they had gotten up if we had gotten up and sung Jesus loves me this I know they'd have gone insane <laughs> yeah. and we should we should do it that way
3: I mean I would have gone and, insane too and, that song and, is the, and, terrible and, <laughs> I would <laughs> have I, had, I, had to, I, had had
4: to, to <laughs> but, the, but the one thing is though when you say that they don't worship Satan I appreciate that Actually, do worship. They actually do worship something satanic. I mean, there are only two ways to look at life. One is that your body is your real you, you um, know, and your lust and your desire is your real you. And the other is that your lust and desire are in the way of something even higher. That they, you know, they're part of your life, but there's something even higher that you're striving for. What they're saying is, no, they're not. And unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned, that's what rock and roll has been saying <laughs> since yep. it started. You know, So it's only coming to fruition. And it's coming to fruition in the dullest... That's, that number was so boring and mm-hmm. so anodyne. Well, do you know what's so sad
0: about it? With, with Sam Smith in particular, Sam Smith is actually, I think, a, Quite a talented, talented. Oh, pop musician. Quite He's got the voice of an angel, now the voice of a demon. And and, <laughs> and, and his songs are, are pretty good. And what was amazing is his biggest hit, the the one that I knew him from, was I know I'm not the only one. You know, you say I'm crazy, but you don't think I know what you've done. And it's it's about this marriage where the the husband goes out and cheats, and it's falling apart, and it's presented as this terrible tragedy. You like that and song? I, I do actually like that song. I think there's Learned a lot of things about. Michael. I, uh, no, I, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm a pop culture maven, you know. But but it's it's sung beautifully. It's got a, a lot of longing and tragedy to it. This song was about the exact same topic. In fact, the the it followed the exact same formula right down to the seconds of the time codes. The difference is this was about how funny and hot and titillating it is when, you know, daddy goes to the body shop and gets hoochie-hoochie or whatever. Right. And, and so it's so sad because he had a, an instinct toward beauty. Then he sells his soul to the devil, And it didn't even work. It was a crappy song, and the ratings were in the gutter.
5: Michael, I really hate to tell you Santa's not real here, but all of his prior music, which I absolutely adore. I I love the Catholic reimagining of it. (laughs) It was not about a marriage between a man and a woman. It was, it was about these gay affairs. No, wait.
0: He's a gay guy? Yeah. <laughs>
5: <Sam Smith? laughs> yes. But it was music about love and about loss, and his, his music was so beautiful. And what's really happened, because I, I question this myself, it's you were so talented. You had everything. You made it. People were listening to your music. Why did you have to give yourself to this sort of demonic nature that we're seeing inside of them? What happens when you get to Hollywood that they basically say, okay, now you just have to do a demonic ritual to prove that you're really one of us? The most bizarre part of the entire performance is a standing ovation at the end. End, by the way, oh, yeah. you can see a couple of faces. I think like JLo and Ben Affleck were maybe for a second, like should we be clapping to this or are we actually at a satanic ritual? But they got a standing ovation. Like no one in the room went, okay, this might be a little far. And they keep moving the goalposts. By the way, this is not the first time that they went full satanic at the Grammys. WAP, can we forget the WAP performance? Oh, yeah. and she was I cannot. Wholesome. No, you I cannot. <laughs> cannot. I, I will never be As allowed to. Actually will not, it, no. no. will not be allowed to is, is an expert on all matters WAP. <laughs> and, and, you know, this, it's been going, this treading in this direction cover, for a very long time. I think this time is the first time that they just were so in your face. First, it's a conspiracy theory. The left, you know, we always say it's satanic, it's demonic, Hollywood's evil. And then they, they go, oh, no, we're not, no, we're not. And then they do this.
0: And, <laughs> and they acknowledged it, too. You saw CBS tweeted out, they said, in response to Sam Smith, mm-hmm. said, we are ready to worship and it made me think 1952 cbs would not allow i love lucy to use the word pregnant so scandalous was that word now cbs news is essentially saying hail satan and
1: it cannot it you can't convince me that it's an accident
0: that that was going into the break sponsored by pfizer of course it was intentional of course it was intentional it was because no because look we're a conservative media company. We sit around thinking, okay, how do we own the libs today, right? I mean, that's yeah, one yeah. of the things we think about. To drink their delicious tears. Because it's so tasty and it fills the tumblers. Uh, <laughs> they they think the same way. They're a news network. That's and right. if you think that it was an accident, it was a mere coincidence that Pfizer was the commercial right as the devil is walking off stage,
4: I got a bridge in you know, do There's, there, something, there's there something, something to what you point, were saying. One high point, though, was that Ben Affleck's face, since you mentioned Ben Affleck, yeah. he did, it did reflect how I feel about having to listen to the State of the Union. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want to point out that Matt Walsh's uh, laryngitis voice is the sexiest voice on the panel tonight. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, Matt, I think you should read the first ad.
6: Yeah,
3: well, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of Satanists, that's probably not the right uh, intro. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) ExpressVPN. Let's go with it. In the not-too-distant past, private citizens used to be largely that private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've ever searched for, watched tweeted on the internet. Now imagine all that data being crawled, collected, and sold off to advertisers. That's what happens every time you go online with ExpressVPN. There are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business involves buying and selling your data. But ExpressVPN reroutes your connection through an encrypted server. that makes it more difficult for third parties to find you. All you have to do is download the app on whatever device you're using and tap one button. If you, like me, believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with DailyWire's most trusted privacy partner, visit expressvpn.com backstage and you get three extra months free. That's exprssvpn.com slash backstage, expressvpn.com slash backstage to learn more. One other thing, by the way, is the, uh, I think it's worth noting that the guy that was performing that song with Sam Smith, Kim Petras, right? Uh, and they, they won, uh, it, was a, it was a big moment because it's two white males, won best pop duo <laughs> because right. they both don't identify as white males. But Kim Petras, transitioned surgically to become a female at the age of 16 uh, and this is something we're told of course never happens that's that's well we don't do surgical transitions of minors uh, yet like one of the biggest pop stars in the world right now that's literally what happened to him
0: so. you know i i think also his his real name is tim and which is kind of clever to go from tim to kim yeah. and uh, he he goes up and he he says look people say that this performance was religiously not cool which you might say it's actually burning with the eternal fires of hell. But, you know, it's not, not cool. And he said, but, look, I've always been interested in religion, I want, but religion doesn't want me because I'm trans. Yeah. And I thought, you know, look, religion is a, a habit of virtue and justice to render to God what he's due. Reli- religion wants you. God wants you. God loves you. God wants if you say that, well, the condition of my going to church or being religious is that you have to pretend that I'm a woman, you're demanding <laughs> that everybody affirm a lie. And that's something that religion cannot do. Oh, come so, on. Uh, shockingly, I know. So it's like, don't, you
6: know,
2: <laughs> this, what, everything.
0: these guys that's always true. do this, though. They say it's it's God's fault. It's the it's the church's fault. They don't yeah, want me. They actually, don't
2: want me. There's a, there's a point to, to what Drew was saying earlier about how anodyne, the actual, yeah. the actual number was. And it was. I mean, it was almost bizarrely sexless. Like, yeah. it, it, it's satanic, but there's nothing sexy about it no. or, or interesting, really. The same and with the
5: walk performance, by the way. It wasn't actually sexy. I tend right? to
2: agree, obviously. I mean, I, I think that one of the things that happens is that when the taboo becomes the culture, there is no more forbidden for people to even be tempted by. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that you're seeing in our culture is that That, you know, by every available poll, married people have better sex lives than people who are single because what they're doing exists in the boundaries of love and also within the boundaries of commitment. But there's also something to the idea that the human being is constantly seeking the new and and the fresh or whatever it is. When, all, when nothing is new and nothing is fresh, and you've made all the taboos just the mainstream culture, there's nothing left to transgress. So when Madonna was doing the, you know, kind of virgin slut routine back in 1980, and that's that's what they call it. It's not my term for it. That's sort of the cultural term for it. When she was doing the, the kind of taking advantage of the imagery of the Virgin Mary and then subjecting that yep. to, to, you know, very sexy movement, then the idea was that she was subverting expectation. But there was no expectation left for them to subvert. Yep. And so how exactly do you transgress? There's nothing... When there's nothing left to transgress, it becomes very difficult to be transgressive other than ideologically transgressive.
5: Yeah, I'd like to add, I talked about this on my podcast because I was very interested in this. Like, why is he doing this? And I started talking about just the actual meaning of the word diabolical, and I played a Catholic priest. He there we very, go, all right. Very proud of that. Talking um, obviously, first talking obviously about, I control all The actual all of meaning of the word diabolical, where it comes from, and it, what it means is to separate, <laughs> and what they're actually aspiring to do. You go, why put on this diabolical performance? And really, when you know the serpent comes up to uh, Adam and Eve, And one of the first things that they recognize after they bite into the forbidden fruit is that they feel shame. Right, which mm-hmm. means in order for for Satan to assert dominance, he needs to remove people from their shame. He needs to separate them from this this wholesomeness and this goodness, right? And to say there's actually nothing wrong with you being naked. Why do you even feel that? So you see that Hollywood is kind of pushing for people not to think that there's anything to be shameful. for. And us. the you know, androgyny.
4: There, there was a story. There was a story this week that <coughs> actually made me want to move away from Earth. You know how sometimes you think I want to get out of the country, but this made me want to leave the planet. <laughs> was this girl on the newsroom? Yeah, yeah, really. For some, for some. <laughs> but there was there was this girl on you. YouTube, who does a show, I think she's a gamer girl. Twitch. She calls herself QT Cinderella. Twitch. Mm. On Switch, right. Um, that's right, Switch, the gamer channel. And uh, somebody made a, a a mock porn of her. They put her into, mm. what's it called, deep fake. Yeah. A deep fake porn thing of her, and she was shattered. She went online, and it was absolutely heartrending. I mean, it was such a cruel, Low, stinking thing to do, and at the same time, she was sitting there going, "You know, f the internet, f everything." F, f. And I thought, "Well, yeah, you know, like it's it's not her fault that the culture fell apart, but it did, and she is part of it, and she's in it, and this is what people are doing to one another." Yeah. It was it was one of the most dis- disgusting acts, and conservatives were laughing at her, yeah, for crying about it. And I just thought, like, you know, <laughs> it's like taxi. Could we go to Mars, right. please? Because I I think that this is you know the. The results of worshiping Satan are not good. They're not fun. They're bodies stacked in in rows. women being abused and people treating each other like garbage.
3: Part of the reason, not to take this into the direction of talking about porn again, because I feel like that happens on every show now, (laughs) but but the reason why, because I saw some of that too. Conservatives were laughing at the the girls who were in the deepfakes. And the reason they were laughing about it is because, you know, the the conservative argument against porn has always been this kind of like, practical, well, porn feeds the sex trafficking industry and it's bad. It's like those kinds of arguments. And then you do AI or deepfake and then the, now there's, those conservatives are out of arguments against porn because right. there's not any actual that's person involved. A, a great involved. point, man. That's right. yeah. uh, when, But what they lost is like, what does porn do to, like, what is it fundamentally? What does it do to the person consuming it? What does it do to the culture that allows it? Uh, we never had those arguments. And there's,
0: well, there you know, there's three Kinds of beings, and we're just talking about demons, right? And and some beings are purely body; they're corporeal beings, and some beings are pure spirit. That's angels and demons, and then we are hylomorphic; we're we're both body and spirit. And the problem with porn is it just treats us like animals; it treats us like we're pure. Meet and and then when when we see that even people who have gotten accustomed to it in the culture when you see that when someone violates you and puts your head on a body yeah. or I don't know whatever they did but, in the the AI porn yeah. you just think this is a violation not just of my body it's a, obviously it's not of my body
2: That's it's right. a violation of my soul this is this is I think one of the broader points that ties back into to what happened with the Grammys and the reaction to it it's why the libertarian instinct which is well if you don't like it just turn it off. Mm-hmm. I, the, the, the question is not whether people have the, the freedom to turn things on or turn things off. The question is, what does it do to the common pool of culture in which we all live when this sort of stuff is promulgated by the biggest institutions in our culture? We shouldn't be arguing over whether someone has the right to do it or not have the right to. That's actually a secondary question, when the primary question is, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Right. Yeah. And people refuse to yeah. even have that argument. They're so they're so consumed with this, the, the secondary question of whether what we ought to do about it that they completely allied the first question, which is, as a society, can we agree that this stuff is just bad?
1: Yeah. No, How about we, that? Well, no, we can't. <laughs> and this actually this actually goes, I mean, obviously, they, the vice, the, the president of the United States' wife is there. When well, this the president of the United States is there.
0: <laughs> the effective president, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the de facto. That,
1: but I, I want to say that there's another piece of this that, that, Candace, you hit on, which is that it was actually boring, that it was sexless, that it's anodyne, that it's yeah. joyless. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, people love to call us grifters. And they like to call us grifters because sometimes we say things that our audience disagrees with, which I always think that's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So you mean that in order to be authentic, I'm willing to say things that might risk some of our money going away. That makes me a grifter. But the greatest grift of all is the purity grift. In in politics, it's the political purity grift. And the political purity grift says, whatever whatever moment we're in, you must be so truly that moment that you can always stab anyone on your own side who isn't perfectly, absolutely in line with this exact moment. But, of course, you can't actually apply that yeah. across any period of time because human beings are messy, human circumstances are messy, politics changes. Like all the people who are right now political purists, you know, I, I it's if you don't support who, Donald Trump, you're, they all voted for Mitt Romney in 2012. Every one of them voted for Mitt Romney in 2012. And if you've reached a point of political purity where you're like, Paul Ryan is the scourge of the earth, Kanye may have had a point about the Jews, you know, like you've, <laughs> you've reached a point where you're, this political purity nonsense reveals itself as a grift. And in a way, what I think you're watching at the Grammys is just the left's version mm-hmm. of the political purity grift. Why Why does a guy who is so talented, who can put together such beautiful music, who can truly transcend politics, can transcend moments, can touch us all. We've all, with all of our diverse points of view, been just as enthralled with his music as anyone on the left has been enthralled. Why is he putting out something that means, that means not only nothing does, it means nothing to them? Because it is a virtue signal. It is a way of appeasing the political purity grift on his side. And the political purity, the true grift in politics is to never authentically be what you are or say what you believe for fear that the dominant power right. of your tribe right. will will uh, reject Hence you for it. In their ovation. case, the devil. Hence the, point the standing moment. ovation.
5: I'm like, uh, none of you thought this was weird. Because if you don't stand up, you're You are you not Survive the purity test. That's right. Yeah. And
4: in, that's the whole point of liberty is we should all be disagreeing with each other. I mean, that's, that that's is right. the great thing about this place. is We've all been fighting with each other since we, we started. But yeah. it, our conservatism it consists of... We're being concerned about liberty and the things that make liberty work. I mean, I don't, I don't only think that it's bad because people are going to do things that are bad if they're free. I think that there comes a point when it's actually threatening to the body politic of a free country to do certain things. And I think that, look, there's plenty of things that you can do in the privacy of your home that I might disapprove of that aren't going to pick my pocket or break my leg and aren't going to threaten the polity. But some of this stuff, when you have, when you have the establishment, the, Jill Bi- the Dr. Joe Bidens of the world supporting this kind of garbage, which is not just artistically bad, but it's also morally bad. Mm. Something has gone terribly wrong. By the way, you've lost, it, it you've is, lost the authority
2: you know, to w- say One no. of the things that we talk about all the time you know, now is, is the distinction between adults and children. And we should allow adults to do things that children can't do. Obviously, that's true. Although I would say that there are certain things that adults should also With not be allowed plenty of limits, yeah. But, yeah. A, but one of the things that, that we ought to say here is that popular culture is designed for kids. Okay, to pretend that the Grammys is not directed at kids is a lie. To, to pretend that what was, that was put on the Grammys was designed for adults 18 and up, it's just not true. Okay, because if you ask a 12-year-old what exactly they are listening to, they are listening to exactly the same thing that a 15-year-old is listening to, which is exactly the same thing an 18-year-old is listening to, particularly when it comes to music. Music happens to be
0: an area where those boundaries are unbelievably permeable. I'd say I
5: watched the and, Grammys more as a child than yeah, I did yeah, as And what's the busier. message
0: that came out of that performance? I got dinged by our publicists over at Media Matters on this point, but it's a true <laughs> point, so I'll reiterate it. The, the symbols have a purpose. We live in a semiotic world. World. Symbols are very, very important. That's the, what makes the world intelligible. <laughs> and and uh, what was the performance? At a, at a physical level, it was a bunch of transvestites. It, uh, Sam Smith calls himself a pansexual or something. The other he's a non-binary, non-binary pansexual yeah. natu- Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. be imprecise. Yeah, get that straight. Uh, no, good point. Don't and, get it straight. And Don't get it and straight, Get it straight, very uh, crooked, actually. <laughs> and the other one is a transgender, and then the rest were a bunch of drag queens. And you see this in a bunch of Sam Smith's videos too. It was. a a very pro-trans performance, as we see everywhere, and the symbol of that was the devil. And I couldn't help but notice, very often, artistic depictions of demons and weird occult stuff is androgynous and trans and weird. And I think the reason for this is Wasn't that little NasX also? Didn't he also little Nas X like, did the the uh, thing. Right. thing the reason for this this that, at least the traditional Christian understanding is the devil hates human beings especially because we have flesh, and he doesn't want to bow down to some ape that has flesh on him, and that the the fleshiness of this world is very offensive to demons that are pure spirit. And so, you know, the the our publicists knocked me this for, for making this not make the not make the connection. Sam Smith is the one putting on the performance. The fact that this Little Nas X made the connection, the fact that this is the symbol they're all using, should tell us something about this real political problem. Transgen- mm.
5: Transgenderism is really a mockery to creation itself. I mean, it's the it ultimate is. mockery yeah. to creation itself.
0: Uh,
3: I gotta say, I, I, I did, uh, after seeing some of the performance, I, I did leave quite encouraged for the reason we've all kind of outlined already, which is that, like, these people are really out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, they've just yeah. totally run out of ideas. I mean, you mentioned Little Nas X. Huh. This exact thing was already done. And it was done in a more shocking way even then. It was, a, he was He was like giving a lap dance to Satan.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
3: even then, at that time, you're like, okay, I've seen this. Um, um, this exact imagery has been used <laughs> well, so see, many times. But, that it wasn't used well, but this, is thing,
1: this is the thing. Tribal, uh, tribalism, cultural ubiquity, uh, the, the purity grift, it is boring. Because you. the thing you actually can't do in the transhumanist moment, the thing you actually can't do is transgress the popular opinion of your tribe right now. Of course. And so to be a political purist isn't to have the right ideas. It's to see which ideas are the most in vogue and then just emulate them. Just just repeat them back. So all that he did is he said, oh, Lil Nas X did this and it worked. I'll do it. I mean it's 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 derivative for a reason. It's derivative by design. There's a reason that in dictatorships everybody dresses like the dictator. There's a reason that communist countries can't produce art. It's it's this because you yeah. Because art, because art is transgressive. Because you're trying to make, you're trying to make statements that are not always in vogue. You're trying to challenge uh, an audience. You're trying to.
0: Well, speaking of purity, Jeremy, sorry. I, you know, speaking of purity yeah. and how to keep one's flesh really, really nice and <laughs> much better than what I did. And Beautiful, and I'm excited to tell you about Genusel skincare. Their most popular package can take ten to fifteen years off your skin. Right now, you can get it for 70% off with their latest breakthrough in skincare technology, a probiotic moisturizer, absolutely free. I love Genucel. I have used Genucel myself because I was very skeptical. I said, I don't want to endorse something if I don't know that it works. It works. It turns out probiotics are not just good for digestion. They can have the same nourishing benefits on your skin. Probiotic extracts target bad bacteria on the surface of your skin to restore balance to your skin's Microbiome or your macrobiome. I like to think that I've got a full biome going on in my skin for noticeably clearer complexion and visibly younger appearance. And actually, my favorite thing about GenuCell other than the fact that it's a great product, it was founded by a great guy, a guy with an amazing story. Coptic Christian pharmacist from Egypt. He left Egypt to pursue the American dream. He started making skincare products at the request of just one local customer. He sold it to her at material cost. Never expected to make any money from it. Didn't expect repeat orders. He just fulfilled this order. Amazed by the results, the customer's entire group of friends came over. Uh, they, They started calling in orders. Days after using it, 20 years later, George still formulates every product, and every product is still produced with the same level of goodness as the first. I just love the guy's story. He's He's fighting the same kind of things that we're fighting. Fighting for the right stuff with Genucel skincare, mm. you will see results in under twelve hours, guaranteed or your money back. Go to Genusel.com/backstage right now. For the first time ever, every order from now until Valentine's Day includes a beauty box with two luxury gifts. Yours free. Order now because you've only got one week. thats slash is slash Genusel.com/backstage. <gasps>
6: <laughs> it's so pretty. Don't shoot it down.
5: Let it flow above my head. What should we do? Yeah. What should we it's, do?
1: No, no, no. I, I just want to be clear that I uh I ordered them not to do this joke, but I was overruled by my generals.
0: So, (laughs) So dude, I I heard somewhere we have a hundred million dollar entertainment budget. (laughs) How much? when?
6: Ten percent for the big guy.
0: (laughs) This is gonna be there the whole time
3: now.
5: It's gonna be here for eight days,
0: actually. Yeah, it's only yeah. It's gonna fly over all of our important installations, (laughs) and then it'll. it'll I didn't know it was an actual balloon. That's that's yeah. surprising. It,
6: <laughs> sophisticated technology, <with laughs> my hearing aid, and/or Corvette. Does it contain classified documents? What what what's in it? No. One this is no.
3: The, the this comedy is, on the show has just been tremendous. I was gonna say this
1: is the death. Like we just lost twenty thousand viewers. There's no way. And, and deserve to lose that. Yeah. Was he, oh is my God. sniffing oh, your Mr. hair? President, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr.
5: President. Not again, Mr. President. This is the most fun we're going to have before he starts actually speaking. So wow. let's bring it all out.
6: Today, Jen Psaki said.
0: No, it's
3: not Jen. I'm
6: storyteller. So I'm going to tell you a little story.
3: You're not even moving the mouth while you're <laughs>
6: Would you like to do this? <laughs> Walsh. No, I don't. don't Dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> my dad was standing with me in Scranton, Pennsylvania. One day on the street.
0: Watching <laughs> Sam Smith. Two men.
6: And Mr.
5: President, you walked with MLK, right? You I did,
6: I did. But let me finish, let me finish my story. <laughs>
3: it's funny when the mouth moves.
6: Uh, okay, th- thank you. I can't do it all the time. Not much. And um, there were two men <laughs> going at it like jackhammers on his <laughs> My father said, Joey, Joey said, that's what love looks like. And I said, thanks, pop, corn pop. That's another story. No, Mr. Mr. no President. more stories. <laughs> the thank Mr. you, Mr. President. Thank President. Thank you, Mr. President. No. Oh, are we? Are we uh, no. That's enough, Mr. President. The eyes are so
4: realistic. Now I'm looking forward to the state of the union. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they say there's no great comedy at the Daily Wire. (laughs) That was me, I think. What about this balloon guy? (laughs) Yeah, we haven't talked about the balloon. We probably should, Mr. President. I think we all got played with this whole balloon story. I agree. I think the whole thing is just a sham to get them out of having to go have their meeting
0: with... The chi right? And to get us to stop talking about Pfizer, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's amazing. We finally, there's a huge release on all this information. The You get the guy who was a year below me in college, oddly enough, the, the Pfizer exec guy. He's there. He says, yeah, we're doing directed evolution, gain-of-function research. Yeah, it t- definitely affects menstruation. Yeah, this, that, and the other thing. And then what? All of a sudden they say, hey, look, a squirrel. Look up there. Hey, look, there's a shiny object in the sky. I mean, and then we all fall uh, for really,
4: it. You know, do you really think they were just trying to get other Chinese conference
1: yes wow why why would you think that because i think that the chinese are spying on us all the time and is why it montana <laughs>
4: yeah but this is a balloon <laughs> this balloon was the size of five greyhound buses they keep showing it like as a thing at a carnival it was enormous and it's like well you know you can't let them fly it was them. carrying the wizard well, i agree wizard, that you
5: <laughs> the wizard of oz
1: <laughs> i agree that you shouldn't that we should oppose chinese spying but they didn't even stop they didn't even do that yeah, they didn't. First. They just blew it up, made a big news story, drug it out for as long as the news cycle would allow oh, for it to go. It yeah. <laughs> oh, are attributing cleverness to...
4: Yeah. I look smart.
1: <laughs> no, what, what happened is that
2: he's an idiot. And he was like, oh, look, some my, my generals told me that there is a Chinese spy balloon above American soil. Perhaps no one will see it. After all, I cannot, since <laughs> I'm clinically blind. And a bunch of people in Montana looked up in the sky, and behold, an enormous spy balloon. And they said, a spy balloon. And Joe Biden said, ah, oh. <laughs> and nothing donald happened. trump gazed for, directly into the sun <laughs> for it and for eight days it floated above american soil moving slowly past all american military <laughs> installations and then the, the, i can tell you the, honestly like the proof is in the pudding the timeline is obvious this thing was crossing american soil early last week and, and on about friday this started to become a major issue for joe biden and everyone on the left came out and said you can't shoot this thing down why would we shoot this thing down? We can never shoot it down. If you question him shooting the thing down, it's because you just don't understand foreign policy or politics. Of course, he's not going to shoot it down. We were fully in control. And then Saturday morning, the schmuck comes out <laughs> and he's like,
6: "Well, you, oh, I said on Wednesday <laughs> we should shoot it down." And apparently, everybody ignored him. And then it floats all the way to the ocean. It's like <laughs> it's over water now. <laughs>
2: and then they and then they send the F twenty-two to kill it. Like it's, the whole thing is ridiculous. And the the clearest attempt that it was obvious indicator that it was an attempt to backfill, is that they sent out anonymous Defense Department officials who yes. tried to claim that this happened during the Trump administration. Right. Unbelievable. That it's a lie. It did
5: not but happen during John the Trump John Bolton
4: Trump said wasn't true. They
5: were John calling Bolton him xenophobic, hate Chinese people, Trump. and then now they're like, oh, no, he did let them float balloons. I mean, that was the most ridiculous part. The PR maneuver to try to blame Trump was like, wow. And
0: then you saw the response after all the officials, not just pro-Trump ones, but John Bolton, you mentioned, <laughs> he said, I've heard any of this. They said, oh, well, yeah, we, no, they, they were there, but we didn't oh, see we him. We, we missed it. Missed it. Yeah, but we definitely. You know you're they right. That's totally
2: the same thing as a giant Chinese spy balloon floating across the entire <laughs> continent of the United South States yet. over the course of a week. Can I just I have can be I to just send send uh, up to twist
3: it into a dog, though? <laughs> are, you, are you gonna hold that the whole time?
4: <laughs> I
2: think he has to. to how dare, how dare no, you suggest that the president <laughs> yeah. is a meat puppet of other people, controlled <laughs> oh, by others, yeah. outsiders. The president is his own no. paper bag.
0: Is that, how <laughs> dare right. you say that what symbolism is? I don't yeah. Well, you're the one who said that. Yeah, hold on. I'm seeing <laughs> symbolism. <laughs>
5: Who's going to be the most excited when he comes in? That's what you really wonder, right? Like, when he walks in and they do, yeah, like, they, he, they all pretend to be excited and, like, as if our Oh, Yo, did you see... We have oh, to, great! Oh, so about his so great to see we have you to guys. Talk I invited Who's Bono
6: because he's famous.
5: <laughs> like, why is... Like, why is... I hope they fly the Ukrainian Bono. flag again and Bono... Is, I mean, this is crazy. Literally, what is he doing here? I
0: told you, when I was, when I was a young man... Paul Pelosi? I, I was, when I was an actor, I had a job as a fake sommelier at George Soros' wedding. It's one of my weirdest jobs I ever had. Do you know who was at the wedding? Bono. Bono. <laughs> He's at like every liberal I, event in I the I world. The I they
2: have for this. So clearly they invited Paul Pelosi so that Joe Biden can point up there and be like,
6: and there were people, there were people in this room who wanted him to be hit in the head by a weird naked man
4: <laughs> who he'd called for some gay. Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> that, that's that. That is why they're doing that. Other people are are a bunch of cancer survivors that he can talk about his cancer moonshot because as we all know, the thing that prohibits science from solving cancer is that we don't have sufficient commitment to solving cancer. (laughs) That's it. If we just focus on cancer more, Mm -hmm. that will do it. Mm -hmm. That's an exciting one. And he's also having the family of Tyree Nichols, who they didn't care about five minutes ago and will not care about five minutes from now. But Joe Biden can pretend that
1: he cares deeply about the fate of- Yeah, Ben, you talked about this on your show last week about how disgusting it is that politicians show up at funerals like that. Yeah. I'd never actually thought about it. It is genuinely disgusting. You listen to the speeches that Kamala Harris and Al Sharpton gave at that funeral, and it is just a political stump. It's gross, and they do it all
2: the time. So you remember the Paul Wellstone funeral, where they they showed up at the Paul Wellstone funeral. Paul Wellstone was a senator from Minnesota. He died in a plane crash, and they basically held a political rally. And then you remember that there was the Arizona shooting, and Barack Obama showed up at the memorial for victims of the Arizona shooting. He did a whole gun control pitch. And then he did the same thing in Dallas. And people showing up randomly at the funerals of people they don't know and then giving speeches there is disgusting. I'm sorry. George Floyd's funeral, the three-day
4: funeral, anything have been grosser than that. Everybody stop talking and let me do an ad. If, like me, you're a small but incredibly attractive business, you don't want to go and wait (laughs) online at the post office because the women won't leave you alone. One of the best ways to avoid that is by using (laughs) Stamps.com to mail and ship. Stamps.com lets you print your own postage and shipping labels right from your home or office. It's ready to go in minutes so you can get back to running your business sooner. Postage rates just increased again, but Stamps.com offers the best discounts in the industry. They've teamed up with the USPS and UPS to get you huge mailing and shipping discounts of up to 86% off. Plus, they automatically tell you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the shipping services you need to run your business right from your computer. No lines, no traffic, no waiting you can print postage wherever you do business. They even send you a free scale so you'll have everything you need to get started. Set your business up for success by getting started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code BACKSTAGE for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code BACKSTAGE.
6: My only wish... <laughs> <laughs> Is that hair for me to smell.
4: <laughs> <your own> <laughs> <laughs> can we? Don't let that stop
3: you. Babe. Can we talk? Can we talk about the Paul Pelosi thing for a second? We just saw Paul Pelosi. Can yeah. we talk about the Paul Pelosi thing for a second? Because I think it was a it was a totally botched. Uh, the conservatives botched the whole story completely. Of course. By, by you know, and, and I don't blame people for speculating because they're being weirdly secretive about things. And they just released the 911 tape. Selective then, leaks. Right, and that. then and then we find out later that they only didn't release it because the 911 operator completely makes a fool of herself and I think that's that that was the issue with that but the real story with the whole which I said from the beginning it's like I, it, it's very plausible that this really was just a, a homeless drug addict in San Francisco that, that broke into the house there's no reason to get into any theories about uh, gay lovers and all that kind of stuff Damn. so the real the real story is that the crime problem in san francisco is so bad is yep. so bad that even nancy pelosi's house isn't safe yep. and uh but, yeah. and that should have always been the point but instead we went into this whole thing about
5: well i do think i do think one thing that is true though is that you know, when these incidents tend to happen to her, they keep it very hush-hush. Let's just give you an example on the right. Brad Parscale, when he got arrested, that yeah, yeah. tape was out before he made it into the cruiser. It was, like, circulating <laughs> on Twitter. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable how quickly it was released. And for whatever reason, when it involves her husband, it's so hush-hush, they go through everything not to give the public yep. any information. And in this situation, actually, when it actually was revealed, I thought this would have helped them, right? It actually would have put to bed a lot of the conspiracies. When I saw it, as much as I detest Nancy Pelosi, you can't see an 80-year-old get hit like that and not feel a tremendous oh, bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I was like wow, I feel really bad that he actually went through this. This is an old man that's getting beat up in his own house. And you hear the call, and it's like he's in such pain for the dispatcher to understand. No, this is a hostage situation. He's not being subtle. I either. need you to just, you know, have a basic level IQ here. To to the phone. She's to yeah, understand. She's like, right, okay, we'll bye. He's like, no no no, 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 um, no, no, not bye. Remember, the Remember how they
2: originally played it, that she did an amazing job? Yeah. She saw the subtleties. They did for, like, weeks. It was, yeah, she they saw did. the subtleties of what he was saying, and she could see his coded language. Yeah. It, it really was. An amazing and they thing. They took
5: down that reporter but, on NBC, and he actually factually stated. So there was a lot of room for conspiracy because right. they were being what too I said much at the time.
1: I said at the time it is perfectly plausible that this was exactly as it has been described yes. to us. But the problem is they've created an environment where it is also plausible that if Paul Pelosi were hit in the head by a gay, naked lover, yeah. they also wouldn't tell us. And like the other the media, co- the media is now so uninvested and ever scrutinizing anything that's, that could have any negative consequence for the Democrats, that we're ready for, the conspiracy is happening all the time right there in the open. The
0: question so we we're, we're ready all, to not believe or believe anything on that basis. We were all asking who's lying and who's covering up. Is it the Democrats or the Republicans? W- what everybody seemed to miss here is there was a third party that could have been lying and trying to hush stuff up and it was the cops who who released the information to the press that oh actually he referred to the invader as a friend on the phone call who released to the press oh he was in his underwear oh he had a drink oh he had this it was the cops who were releasing that to fuel the conspiracy theories to cover their own derrieres because they were incompetent. So can we talk for a second about
2: like what the political situation is for Joe Biden going into the State of the Union? Because uh-huh. I, I know, I know. If I, we listen, have to. I hate the State yeah. of the Union more than any of you, probably all of you combined with the fiery, passionate hatred of a thousand <laughs> sons. I mean, I I, I I, despise it. I think it's a monarchic institution that elevates the, the Article 2 branch of government above the Article 1 branch of government. But what's the Those problem? are references to articles that, that Joe Biden's judges don't know about. Um, <laughs> and um, And the pathetic spectacle of a doddering old fool walking down the aisle to the throngs of cheering morons pretending that they like him and care about him while we all sit here for 60 minutes and watch him read a canned speech from a teleprompter in which he pledges to do a bunch of things that he will not do and lies a bunch is the worst thing in the world but what exactly is he trying to do is this as they say the launch of his of his second successful president (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say a second presidential campaign, then I had to correct myself because he's run for president like one million times. Yeah, that um, so he, presumably he's he's running again or at least being ambulatorily wheeled again <laughs> uh, toward, toward the presidency. What does he have to do here?
4: Well, I think that the one thing that always gets me about Joe Biden is after four years of listening to how Donald Trump lied about this and lied about that. And no one's going to defend Donald Trump as the icon of truth. He was kind of a carny barker, exaggerated yeah. things. This guy lies with such aggression oh, yeah. that it's offensive. It is offensive to be told that you can afford bread when you can't. It's offensive to be told that everything is tickety-boo when everything is going down the crapper. This, this Im- immediate moment, he has had this jobs report, which I, I'm suspicious of. I, I'm, not sure, I, I'm not sure I believe this job, jobs report, which has cut the unemployment rate to something like its lowest uh, level in which by, by the way is ba- actually bad for inflation which is our real problem right now we're, we have this tremendous problem that ordinary people are having a hard time buying the staples that's the that is the well, state of play do you
2: like me to explain the jobs report by the way the reason that the <laughs> jobs report came in hot at five hundred thousand is because they underestimated the jobs growth in november december and so when you average it all out it oh, doesn't so, look so nearly as time. good right exactly so you, you tend to get these kind of like weird yeah. snake ate the rabbit kind of bumps sometimes in the employment but, markets but the real problem is that there's only one chart that matters, and that is the line of employment before the pandemic versus after the pandemic. Right. So and if it, you look at the line of employment before the pandemic, it looks like this. The pandemic hits. If you, if that line were to continue, it'd be in this trajectory. There is a the, the pandemic hits, the job market goes boom, plummets. When it starts to recover under Trump, it takes a V shape. Right. It goes like directly straight up back toward that line, that original line, and then Joe Biden takes office and it levels off. And so it's been trailing, almost in parallel, what the line should be, except. There's all these missing jobs. So all those missing jobs are missing. So we've regained the jobs that we lost during the pandemic, but we should be well ahead of that considering that we're now two years out of the pandemic. But
4: the important thing is you have polls showing more people than ever saying they're uh, unhappy with the government that the go- a the government is the biggest problem we're facing. That's the largest uh, problem according to the polls. B people say they're worse off than they were two years ago. Uh, a, a record number of people say that they are doing uh, worse than they were doing uh, two years ago, and a record number of people are saying that the government is going in the wrong direction. To have this guy stand up and say everything is great, it's, it's just it's just insulting, you know, and it's so it's boring and insulting, which is just a bad combination.
2: I'll tell you what's not a bad comment. <laughs> black Rifle Coffee in your cup every single morning. You see, that's how you guys do. It if you were professionals, that was good. That was good. Yeah, was yeah, good. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Right yeah. So here's the deal, folks. I have three kids and a fourth on the way, and a new puppy, which means I don't get any sleep at all, and my life is a living misery. But I also have Black Rifle Coffee to keep me awake during the day, so I can bring you the best in entertainment content. Yes, up to and including paper dolls of Joe Biden. Black <laughs> Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran-led team of brilliant coffee graders here in the United States. Their founder, Evan Hafer, has actually scoured the planet for the perfect beans, and they are right here in my hand. Behold, ensuring they've passed the most stringent standards of excellence. They're constantly coming out with new roasts to try, like their most recent Beware the Delaware Roast. It's true. You might find classified documents there. You can (laughs) sign up for a Coffee Club subscription and have Black Rifle Coffee delivered straight to your door on a schedule. Not to mention, Black Rifle is doing amazing work for our nation's veterans. This year alone, Black Rifle Coffee donated over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders while expanding their own team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com, use promo code BACKSTAGE at checkout for 10% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com. Use promo code Backstage for 10% off. You can also find Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores near you. Black Rifle Coffee is America's coffee. And if you wish to have the smells of heaven to guide you away from the satanic smells of the Grammys, this is the coffee to do it. Black Rifle Coffee. (laughs) Magnificent.
6: Smells like victory.
1: (laughs) You win. You I killed good. it, I believe. Honestly, that. If I had Why to rage, back that, back. Was, that yeah, was... That's correct. No, you
5: are getting strong now. Never heard better. <laughs> you are getting strong.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that it's true. Donald Trump's lies were so offensive because of the way in which he lied. And when I say they were offensive... You people, mean hilarious. People will get angry with me. Yeah, they, were, they were hilarious. People get angry, but they were offensive. They offended our sensibilities because we were used to being lied to the other way. Like all, of our, all of our sensibilities were sort of formed to embrace political lies. And then he came along and offended those sensibilities. And in some ways, that was his superpower when he did it for the good. When he when he did it for to cover his own rear end when he was doing bad things, uh, when he was not being fully honest, it was a bad thing. That's Trump was a mixed bag and he's an... Ext- He's extreme in also, both you, directions. You didn't Extremely his lies good. in the same way right. because he did that. But but they offended. They did offend the political sensibility, and this is why the left really thought he was Hitler. This is why people were weeping in the streets and all this crazy stuff. That I mean, people lost their minds. The strange thing about politics is that Joe Biden's lies are so much more consequential. Yeah. they're so planned. much more damning. They're so much. They're planned. They're so much yeah. more planned. Yeah, yeah. He is a. He is a. Truly, one of the most corrupt people. In American public life, in our lifetimes, but his lies do not offend the sensibilities of the public. And so people at home can't afford eggs, and he's gonna get up there and say that we have a great economy, and people will feel offense, but they'll look around. And there won't be anybody screaming that's, in the streets, the and there won't press. be any journalists fainting, and there won't be any celebrities, you know, threatening to leave the country. And so they go— oh, They'll be defending the lies.
4: But that's yeah. but that's so the, the press doing that. They create that
5: atmosphere. I well, don't believe I, I understand that, that that's I what think it is. People at home are—like, are the Democrat people that I know and I'm friends with that are in my family, actually, they are offended. Like, yeah, and I, hope I so. think that we don't believe so because the press pretends not to be offended, and, and we take that— happened. Yeah, the press is telling us, oh, it's not a big deal, and they keep moving on. But the average American, I think, is suffering Mm -hmm. enough. They understand that they're being lied to. They're not happy with the entire balloon gate, Chinese balloon gate. And so I do think that there is this disparity between what the press says and what the people actually feel. And I think that's shown by, you know, CNN suffering their numbers and things of that nature because they're no longer seeing their viewpoints reflected in what they're watching.
4: Numbers is a kind word to use about their audience. And also to to answer the the original...
3: To answer the original question what does he need to do tonight politically? Yes. <laughs> the, the answer, of talk course... Talk the bag, man. That's it. No, I refuse. <laughs> I'll here. I'll talk to the camera. The answer, of course, is that it really doesn't matter at all what he says on the State of Union. Like, the State of Union has zero political impact yeah. whatsoever. I, I don't think there's any evidence that it, that it that affects the polls, you know, in, in any kind of long-standing way at all like, you know i don't think I'd, so it's just not, not in a
0: year before an election year yeah well, i mean this
3: people whatever happens tonight everyone has forgotten it by thursday at the latest matt right
6: would you like some ice cream <laughs> <laughs> donald donald trump, trump has already parents? forgot or i'm sorry uh, uh, joe, joe
0: biden, biden has already so, forgotten did now. you see the washington post column today saying uh, the headline i'm not getting it verbatim but it's pretty close Eggs are not really that expensive. I
5: love that. I when love you that. really, it
0: was the thesis was when you really think about it. You know, when you really think, I know you're paying five, <laughs> six, ten, fifteen dollars for eggs. When you can get them, they were sold out the other day at my grocery store. Oh yeah. Uh, they're not. It's really actually, these are not the droids you're looking for. They're actually
4: these are not very expensive eggs. Oh, I was That's, a
6: chicken farmer once. <laughs> you were,
4: no, were you, were you were not. Were Mr. you president? He probably throws into the bag no, and just I smacks it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This is, this is the thing, though, that when, when there is no social proof to reinforce your the thing that you're feeling inside, you tend to second-guess yourself. And I think this is part of what explains the poor showing that we had on election night. It, it also, why did Barack, Barack Obama won re-election with the worst sort of economic indicators of any president who'd won re-election in modern life, but there was no social proof to validate the yeah. way that people felt. This is the power but that the media forget,
4: has. we get that Obama had the advantage of that uh, 2008 crash, so even though his economic numbers, we knew his economic numbers were bad, but they were better than when he took office and, he and lost had, a had ton the entire press corps uh, with him. And so they kept saying, oh, there was so much better, such an improvement, so great. I mean, there was a there was a piece in the New York Times today, I think it was, on the op-ed page, or knucklehead row, as I call it, where Michelle Goldberg, yeah, she's a wonderful columnist because she sees like a sort of shadow. She sees the truth, but she's not allowed to think outside of the New York Times philosophy, so she can't quite grasp what it is. Yeah. So she wrote this thing saying, well, this is a great president. This is a great, great mm-hmm. president. <laughs> Just, it's like, it was like listening to somebody. No, like, but we missed the second sentence. It was. He's a great president,
2: but he shouldn't run again.
4: But he shouldn't run which again. Is the, yeah.
2: Which is the first time, which, yeah. which by the mm-hmm. way, is kind of the subtle mm-hmm. undertones to a lot of what the... De- the problem for the Democrats, of course, is that the people backing her up are Kamala Harris, the least talented human being maybe ever to walk the earth. I mean, she it, it is yeah. it is truly astonishing, the levels of talent that she does not have. Yeah. They, they are nearly infinite. It's like an infinite regress of talentlessness with, with, with Kamala Harris. And... Um, and so, you know, they, they kind of are wedded to her. And every so often you'll see a hit piece come out about Kamala, and it's like, okay, Pete Buttigieg in the study with the wrench. Yeah. Because you know, that,
6: <laughs> you
2: know that he's setting all of those up. The, the truth is, I think that the best ally that Biden has is not even the media. The best ally that he has is that he is a dead person. Hmm. I'm not kidding you. It is that he is yeah. an empty bag, yes. <laughs> indeed. Because he's, he's a deeply unthreatening yeah. human being. Like, you, he, you he, he's, he's, a, he's a very threatening person in terms of his actual politics. And the stuff that he wants for the country is... Actually, genuinely terrible, and in some cases even evil. But he is also non-threatening because you look at him, you're like, he's such a non-entity. Like, can you yeah. get like a, he's honestly, walking? Can,
1: the, the president's walking uh, into the joint. Ch- well, he's, he's walking. Right now. It's, he's a yeah. it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And you just look at him, and he. He does look so
2: harmless. Right. It is. is a he's an old man See, whose me, eyes have closed because he's got so much Botox he, in his forehead. This is a guy. This is a guy who, who pooped his pants in front of the Pope. <laughs> right. I mean, so how, so how exactly? Do
1: I you wondered know? how I wondered when you'd get it. <laughs> <in there. laughs> he's yeah, he's, he's waiting all show for that one. Uh,
2: the, the question though is how do you feel? How do you generate a sense of threat around a person who is like that? You can try to generate a sense of threat around his agenda, but he doesn't have the same sort of threatening right. talent. To me, See, it takes talent to be threatening. I, I, Barack yeah. Obama was a threatening. President, specifically because he was charismatic and talented.
4: But I keep imagining what a textbook is going to look like five hundred years from now when they show us the last president of the republic. and He's just doddering old man. Yeah. Like this was the man they thought was going to. It, it, it's threatening in a different kind of way. I understand that he's not evil-looking. No, but it's, but that's like the, the Republican republic. doesn't
2: say something about him, right? And that's the problem: is that the American people generally don't like to look directly in the mirror. When the, when, when <laughs> we look at the when we look at the problems that the country faces, the reality is we can blame our politicians all we want a lot of this is just generated by the american public. i mean this is a democratic republic and the fact is we keep electing these these dolts over and over and over again. and that's why the chinese feel so just mm-hmm. sanguine about Republican. floating into nearly every arena of american life and just and just being a Wow, what's what's happening right now. Uh-oh. xi
0: jinping is sending us messages. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm feeling threatened. Andrew
2: Clavin, mm-hmm. would you like to shoot that
0: down? I was, I was down thinking, you know, do you mind? i was looking me? for something <laughs> sharper. <I
2: mean>.
1: Sputnik
3: <laughs> <laughs> flying the, overhead. The flamethrower,
2: Michael. The flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where'd the flamethrower go? Uh, no, no. Oh, oh Drew almost, almost got it. Wow, this is the most it. amusing <laughs> things we'll get all night. An old man trying to prod a balloon with a cigar. Yes, we have reached that point in the broadcast, and we haven't even begun. Actually, that's a, that's a great metaphor for the the State of the Union. No,
0: no.
4: Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It Isn't wasn't it, lit these, enough. These wow. Chinese are amazing. That's <laughs> <so> <laughs> that one
2: was made in America. <laughs> <laughs> so now here's uh, the, the president of the United States, or the husband of the president of the United States, wandering <laughs> through the room, shaking hands with a bunch of uh, Supreme Court justices, and past Supreme Court justices, it looks like. Uh, and um, you have just... Kevin McCarthy standing there, and Kamala Harris standing there, and they clap like automatons, and we all pretend that we like the president, which is always—that's always one of my favorite things about the State of the Union—is where the president walks in, and everybody on both sides of the aisle pretends they like him, like for that brief moment before they start tearing. Oh, right. they do not
4: his with Trump. I want to know if that's Kevin true. McCarthy You're is right. going to tear up his, the speech. I hope so. Yeah, I hope he
2: makes it into mm-hmm. like a, like some sort of.
0: Origami thing. We made sure. you into a swan or something. You know what's amazing about this setting, though. I, I'm probably the most <laughs> pro State of the Union person here. Not not this. I mean, this is going to be interminable and terrible. Because you, but, you're because monarch- you're a monarchist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I'm Catholic Italian. Right, you know? Exactly. But but I, I like the the looks of it are so majestic, and the the uh, idea that we're all coming together and we actually have something in common, and both houses of Congress are meeting in the same place, and both parties. So this nice I- fiction. Yeah, no, the, the idea of it, I mean, it might be a noble fiction, but it, you know, it, 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 I, I like it in theory. And then I, it always makes me think, why does the opposition party... Feel the need to give the response to yeah, the State of the Union good. when you're doing it from some random room somewhere with Rubio grabbing for a bottle of water and it mm-hmm. can it cannot look good. I was so sorry to see that Sarah Sanders is giving the response because I like Sarah Sanders. I think she's very talented. She's the
4: only Republican who probably won't run for president.
0: Yeah, that's true. You're right in the in 2024. But I I just think let them. Has Let there them. ever been a good one, a good response? No, no. Never. Nope. there never. There cannot be, they for, can be, be for all be. the reasons it's that so Michael adult.
3: was saying. I'm
2: sorry. The president looks so addled. Look at him. He, he doesn't. Totally not, he's, he's not with us. He's just not with us. And he's and he's. All oh, right. Up, you know, honey, you know, this is going to be bad. You know, it's going to be bad because The New York Times, before it even began, ran a piece about how he's overcoming his stammer.
1: Mm. They oh, did. And it's no. like, he's been in public life longer than I've been alive by a factor of like
3: him 80 years.
1: All right. The president of the United States about to start. He's handing his speech to Kevin McCarthy. We'll be back with you at the conclusion of the speech uh, to tell you how bad it was. You we'll saw. see you then. <laughs> wow.
0: That was know horse, huh?
4: <laughs> Franklin see, Roosevelt. See, so you're for fear instead of hope, and mm-hmm. you're for darkness instead yeah, of, you of you know what? Screw light.
0: What you don't understand, <laughs> Ben, is that Franklin Roosevelt defeated Nazi Germany and Ronald Reagan defeated the Soviet Union and Joseph Robinette Biden Defeated resort fees. <laughs> <laughs> what be said tonight. Uh, is, I'm, I'm so amazing. moved. He, he so was very
2: moved. concerned about ticket fees at the airport, like significantly more concerned about that than China.
3: Yeah. You know, and it came much later in the speech than that. That was were. actually the part where he was just listing stuff he was annoyed by and saying he'll ban them. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly how I would handle a state of <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> it's the Most relatable he's ever been on. Yeah, yeah,
5: I know. That'll get him elected. Right? So
2: <laughs> I, have a, I have a few personal favorites. You know, we're going to play the hits a little bit here. So yeah, let's do it. One, one of my personal favorites was was the
6: part where he said, you know, I approached all these oil companies and I told them they need to start drilling. And they said to me, Well, how are we can build new refineries when you're trying to transition away from oil? And I say, Well we're gonna we're gonna need oil for at least about ten years. <laughs> and people broke out laughing. People broke out laughing because um, you're making their case.
1: Because you're a sad screamy old Yeah, guy. because you couldn't build a, you couldn't get the EPA approval to even start digging to build the refinery in ten years—that's that, the actual truth. Yeah.
4: That, uh, it is. You know that was that was serious. I don't even have anything to say <laughs> on the specifics of that speech because I felt the entire thing was like standing in a bar where the guy next to you is drunk and won't leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like ranting <laughs> in yeah. this. Look it up. Look it up.
5: This oh. <laughs> is like slurring words. Gaslit throughout all of that. I mean, I, it, people have a lot of conspiracy theories about watching the COVID shots. You better hope it's a healthy bout of amnesia because he's pretending that he is going to be the person that is fighting against big pharma as if he wasn't the same person that we all just yeah. had to fight at the State Daily the Wire sponsored because by OSHA tried to, man- <laughs> yeah, had to man- tried to mandate, Joe Biden tried to mandate via OSHA the vaccine to everybody's arm. It just it, They're applauding. As if he's the person now that's fighting i, I don't no, understand it the no, insulin move with big pharma he stopped trump trump already did this lowered the prices for insulin he blocked it and now he's reintroducing what trump did so i i think people's memories this, must be this going comment, and we're-
4: this comment that we pay more for drugs than other countries is because they have single-payer health care so the drug companies have no one to bargain with except the government and when they come to us, they have to bargain with various different people. If they're not making profits off us, they're not making profits off anybody. If they're not making profits off anybody, 20 years from crazy. now, when cancer might be cured, when some cancer might be cured, it won't be. You won't even know what you missed. You will Never. not even know what they took away from you. I, I
2: like the yeah. part where, um, so which one of you guys hit Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer, guys? <laughs> I
4: think I know it
2: was all, of us. It was it was was all of us. I think it was all yeah. of us. It, it was, was all of us. us. It, was, it was all we of was us. All really, really, it was all of us. Who, who wasn't hitting Paul Pelosi in the head yeah, with a right. hammer while half naked and stoned out of her mind. <laughs> it, was, it was really a b- because, you know, the big lie and, and January 6th and, mm-hmm. and Trump. So that's why Paul Pelosi got hit in the head with a hammer and also unity, mm-hmm. but like really, yeah. really a lot of unity. And, and Joe Biden wants to be like, he's, he's standing up for all of us, especially the people who hit Paul Pelosi mm-hmm. in the head with a hammer. I thought that part was really profound.
3: And speaking <laughs> speaking of, of gaslighting, he brings Tyree Nichols' family on and then transitions immediately to a, to a discussion about racist police officers when <laughs> it was, of course, black police officers that killed him. And then also, can I also say that this whole thing about the talk, well, uh, white families never have to have the talk with their kids. But This is such nonsense. When I started driving, my dad explained to me that, son, if you ever get pulled over, be respectful to the police officer. (laughs) If you don't agree with the ticket... Uh, fight it in court. Not like, reach- and by the way, ten and two. Every- ten and two on the wheels. wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't literally every parent have that
4: talk with yes. with yes. with kids when they start driving? So this is, and as someone who gets stopped quite often because I drive badly, <laughs> I drive too fast. I, I turn on my lights. I put on my, my hands on the thing, you know, I say, I say officer, it's almost the first word out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Because the minute they hear officer, they know that you respect them. And you're-
1: That's- I roll down the window and say, I'm white! <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot stress this. This is a huge my mistake. Look at my face! <laughs> 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 cannot stress this enough, <laughs> officer. I'll start
2: using officer. Officer's good, yeah. How did, how did you like the random screaming? Uh, Screamy Joe well,
5: is one of the best. The, screaming Whisper he, is the, when he goes the really quickly. Ah! This is the,
1: this was, ah! this was an historic State of the Union. And I'm not actually joking. It was the first time that an octogenarian has ever <laughs> addressed the country as president of the United Congratulations States. Congratulations to us, man. This is a great yeah. country. Really is literally anyone can be president. And it was an old man's speech. Yeah. It was incoherent. It was rambling. It was shouting. It was all his personal peaks
0: the the you know, real like- The real giveaway, too, was because he's accomplished nothing and he's only failed. The whole speech was just about the stuff that he's definitely going to get to really soon. And it, and by the way, the stuff he's going to get to really soon was fixing the luggage fees, right? It wasn't even
4: ambitious. I don't agree that he's failed. I, I think he's passed a lot of stuff. I mean, the inflate, whatever the hell they call it, the inflation reduction, the global warming. The, bill. The, the fact that it's bad. It's different than the fact, well, that but it hasn't has fixed, fixed anything. He succeeded
2: in doing the thing he wanted to. Yes, yeah, yeah I right? think, right? but I just mean he, he
0: can't <laughs> come out and say inflation is really great. He tried to a little bit, but it didn't work.
2: Well, that
4: his stuff hasn't worked. Has yeah, now not gonna,
2: yet, not yet. Now yeah. we're gonna get the whole routine from the media about the Republicans were so mean to him, guys. They were so mean to him because they kept yelling at him during the speech. You can't Keep yell at us. I thought that was good. I, I've never seen. Has
3: there ever been a State of the Union address where twice the president? makes a claim, and then walks it back in real time? Yeah, that was <laughs> he at him. He actually started, yeah.
2: because we have the transcript of what the White House releases beforehand. Right. And he literally had to lie full paragraphs of his speech because he said, the Republicans want to take your Social Security and Medicare. And the Republicans are like, no, no. And he's like, no one wants to take your Social Security <laughs> yeah. and Medicare. Isn't that great? And they're like, yes. And that, and then he just had to cut out like two paragraphs of his campaign stump speech. You're right. I mean, he, he walked that one back. I did like the part where he was shouting about how no one wants to switch places with Xi Jinping, <laughs> which um, I have uh, some news for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot. Yeah, of all of the- the- oh, yeah, Thomas yeah. Friedman.
0: Like. Was- <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're yep. we're ignoring the real issue, though. And this was an issue that Matt pointed out to me at the very top of the speech. Can we talk about the weird kiss between Dr. Jill and Kamala's husband? The weird, like makeout session. Oh,
4: was that um, Kamala's? Husband and it was thing? weird. It was it's weird. Been, I'm, it was I'm a personal pro- matter here. I'm <laughs> gonna what they, yeah. do
1: the <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> they do in the public forum is They do Doing the I I'm actually gonna push back on this and say that it was bad optics at a political speech. Yeah. And it and I will enjoy for the next ten years of American public life. Tweeting out the photo Mm -hmm. with with funny quips. (laughs) Yes, but if you actually watch the video of it, it is it's a slightly out of touch thing for them to do in a political environment. If they did the exact same thing at the Grammys or
0: or at at, one of the Eyes Wide Shut parties. No.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My my point is their own bedroom. That's (laughs) (laughs) right. My point is that if we had seen them do that at uh, an Oscars after party, no oh, one they, would think anything.
4: Oh, they're having yep. an affair.
1: Let's play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to
4: make this declarative statement. Table. All right. All right. <laughs> so
2: everybody, the, the media are already going nuts over over people yelling at Biden. Can, can you just get over Biden
1: this? was yelling at us. That was the whole damn right. thing.
2: <laughs> hey, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm super tired of this this whole nonsense where a politician... Who gives a speech like this? No one can yell back at him. I remember they did this with Joe Wilson also. Remember the you lie moment? Yeah, yeah. It was like the biggest deal in the world, Do you lie. Okay, first of all, you guys claim that Donald Trump was a Russian plan for like four years. Yeah. For four years and you spent tens of Still, millions and you ripped up his speech. You're like, can we yeah. drop all of this garbage about how, you know, civility must dominate? No one can ever say to the president you're wrong when he's clearly lying about, you know. Have you ever seen British Parliament? Right. Right. Yeah. Like, it's the best thing. We should do like British Parliament, like the yeah. Prime Minister get up there. We should mock him. We should all yell at him. It's it's much better. It's much better. <laughs> yep. this yeah, this is nonsense.
3: Or our own Congress historically, when they are beating each other over the heads with <laughs> <as>, uh, pokers <laughs> from yeah. the, the fire. And all Even
1: there. when the King, or now King, pre- previously Queen for all of our lifetimes, yeah. uh, opens the government in the UK, and they summons the the commoners, the House of Commons, over to the House of Lords for the for the inaugural speech to open the government. They actually go through this kind of pantomime as they, as they cross through Westminster Palace of talking loudly and, you know, kind of stomping over there as a way of saying, we don't have to show respect to the king. So even in a true monarchy, right. they, when they have a truly monarchical speech by the monarch... Uh, they don't have this idea, this faux dignity well, the, the, kind of concept. The thing, that we but have. but
4: what Ben says is true, this question time where they beat the living daylights out of the prime minister is because they have this useless king that they can put their they can project their country onto, they can then go after their politicians as what they are, which is a line yeah. saxof. Did you see the biggest applause line of the night, by the way? This, this
0: was actually truly sad. That they, they love abortion, right? The abortion you one, know. when he said, Well, I'm going to get up there, I devout Catholic Joe Biden, I'm going to get up, I am going to codify the killing of many more babies into federal law. And it was it was the most enthusiastic. Brought the house down. By the way,
1: this is, the the seat, this is
5: my favorite part. Clapping, all the Catholics. Just mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's yeah.
2: Yeah. one of my favorite parts of, the, of these speeches is where the president of the opposing party pledges to veto legislation that will never even come close to his desk. <laughs> like, yeah. the Republicans don't control the Senate. They ain't passing a, a national abortion ban. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. So, I'll protect you from this thing that's never, ever going to happen. <laughs> can, can we talk about just his the, the gap between who he is and the policies he's pushing are going to be a real dilemma for the Democrats. Because he is, in fact, as Drew says, a vehicle for all of their cherished hopes and dreams. He's spending more money than has ever been seen in the history of mankind. He's yep. pushing all of their most valuable and cherished goals from transing of the children to yeah. completely restructuring the American economy. He's doing all of those things. But also, he's an incoherent old fool who's yelling at the clouds. Yeah. And so that that is a very odd combo. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the reasons they are begging for Republicans to run a bad candidate in 2024. Yeah, They're begging for it because no, you, anybody
0: could tear this guy apart on stage who at least has a sentient bone in his body. Biden is trying to trans the kids. You know who else is trying to trans the kids? There are actually razor companies that are advocating that he <laughs> trans the kids. But there's one razor company that's not. You know what that razor company is? Tell us. That Uncle. would be Jeremy's razor. Hello, <laughs> ladies. Wow. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. <laughs> Does he have a coif as healthy and hydrated and magnificent as you see here? <laughs> of course not. And how could he when he's using chemical-laced products from so-called men's grooming companies that hate him and his masculinity? This Valentine's Day, get him a gift that says, I don't hate you. Get him a Jeremy's Razors 30% off hair, body, or shave bundle. Unlike Mr. Claven over there, I use Jeremy's Tea Tree and Argonne oil shampoo and conditioner, and the results speak for themselves. Stop it, AOC. I will not date you. Ladies, <laughs> your man isn't toxic. He just needs a shower. But order tonight to make sure it arrives by the 14th. Get your Valentine's bundle for 30% off. Just go to jeremy'srazors.com. And there are people out there who think that I control you guys.
6: <laughs> no, I wrote every word of that.
1: Why do we put all
6: of
3: our worst bits into the same <laughs> show? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like a greatest hits in yeah. in real time. Yeah. Somebody on
4: Twitter said, Ben is a better Joe than Ben. And oh, Joe, no. I thought, that, that is fair. fair. Oh, put, the put, the, put the bag away. Hey, put uh, the bag. Joe, come back. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Joe's back. Okay. <laughs> oh, good.
6: Uh, usually, right now, I'm controlling him, but usually it's the media who are up his ass. Oh. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a sad story. I do think that he cringes and shit, he crinkles and shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we we are literally uh paid political commentators our only job in life is to watch the speech and sitting here with you guys for the last a- almost 90 minutes we didn't we could not watch the speech we were all sitting here we have i think they just came and took it before the cameras yeah. rolled they had to print for us printed yeah. copies of it yeah. <laughs> because it was so incomprehensible in real time yeah he is it it is interesting to me how bad he is and uh, some people say, oh, there's no way he could run again. But I do believe it's a feature, not a bug. I believe his, his age, you know, we were talking as he entered the chamber that in some ways his sort of harmless uh, uh, aesthetic. But it's not just his harmless aesthetic. I think it actually is his sort of disconnectedness and his uh, mental slippage. All of that works to their advantage because it makes, it makes him this sort of Trojan horse in whom they can plant all of their ideas. I mean, he really is more than, more than any, pre- you know, everybody, everybody used to say that uh, Dick Cheney really controlled George W. Bush. And my argument is always, listen, that's nonsense. The president is the president. In the president is vested the power of the presidency. But it had never occurred to me what happens when you have a president who is actually mentally incapable
0: But But this of is, his, his strength, presidency. as you point out, Jeremy, is Joe Biden first entered national politics more than 50 years ago. That's right. And so it doesn't matter if he mumbles and slurs his words and screams and is totally divorced from reality. People are very comfortable with him.
5: You you feel bad for any person that poops their pants. In front (laughs) of the the Pope. Old or young, you just go, this person can't hold their bowels, And if they do it in front of the Pope, it's hard to be like, I really... really hate this person because he pooped his <laughs> pants. And that's what you're trying to say. You're using a lot of nice words. Yes. What you're Thank trying you. to say is real bad for any person <laughs> that poops their pants in front of the Pope. And that is true. I do, You are correctly. he can run again. I don't think he will. It feels to me like the media is turning on him. I think it's purposeful. Suddenly they're willing to cover the Hutton Biden laptop. They're willing to talk about his corruption. They're willing to find the classified documents. They knew that they were there forever. They're not idiots. And it seems to me like they're kind of gently kind of trying to back away from this. And I do think Tucker Carlson had done a segment on this a few weeks ago um, that they they may be priming Michelle Obama for a run. And and by the way, that's a serious run. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's not. And I said on a show, that's not something to mock. But Michelle I, Obama is not something to mock.
1: No, Michelle Obama does not run for president and not become president. I, I just, well I,
4: I have to push moved. back. I have to push back on this idea, though, that, that that this is a superpower of his, that he is incomprehensible and unthreatening. It's only, a, it, it is a superpower if the Republicans don't run someone against him who is a statesman with a point of view. I, I think that <laughs> listen. I think, I, I know. That's like, all. Yeah, I just I, thought of something. I know. I'm it's sorry. Unrelated. But, no, but but I mean, I think I, I think that like Trump was an amazing moment in history when things shifted as they had to shift. They were shifting already. They they changed under cover of Trump, so that the the Republicans are now the party of the working class. They are now the party of the ordinary man, which they weren't before, and the Democrats are the party of the elite. And I think that if somebody stands up who is an actual statesman. I'm not going to say it's Governor DeSantis, but it's Governor DeSantis who stands up and says, "I I can do the things that you need me to do in a statesmanlike way, like the president of the United States." I think he will wipe even Michelle Obama off the map. Mm. I do not think that's true. What's that? You're a real optimist. I I do not think that. I, I do not think another television personality, which is what Michelle Obama is. Let's face it, is going to win against an actual person who stands for something. But but that's very rare. You know,
2: so a- I, I will say that there's there's something that, that was interesting, believe it or not, in what Biden was trying to do strategically with the speech. And you can see it in how he backloaded all the controversial material. So he actually back He knew everybody was going to tune out in the first yep. 20 minutes. So he backloaded everything that had to do with the equity agenda. That was all backloaded, right? The, the policing stuff was all backloaded. Uh, the stuff about transiting the, the kids, all backloaded. Uh, even some of the environmental stuff tended to be more backloaded. He was focusing a lot on what he sees is the blue collar base. He's trying to wrest back away some of those Trump voters and so he's focusing a lot on protectionist economic policy, on subsidies for various types of industry for on unions, right? He thinks that he's going to run sort of the the Tim Ryan Ohio campaign and that this is going to stand him in good stead. I don't think that his party is going to allow that to be the center of the uh, I don't right. think the media they, are They, they, they just
4: cheering, ask Senator they Ryan be cheering when yeah. he said <laughs> they, when he said we need uh, fossil fuels for 10 more years. There was, like, dead silence from the Democrats. Right.
2: So I think that I think he's going to have trouble squaring that circle. But you can see he's trying to make that move. He understands that in order for his coalition to be durable, he does need to expand it and win back a yeah. certain base that the Democrats have lost. I don't think the rest of his party understands that. It's a real problem.
0: On the point of wedges, though, we were knocking him because it was a horrible speech. There is one really clever thing he did, though, and it was right at the top, which yeah. is he, he mm-hmm. got those two lines in about... Kevin McCarthy and about Mitch McConnell. Hmm. And there were lines to say, I'm actually looking forward to working with you, Kevin. I hope I don't hurt your career by saying that, but I think, Kevin, I think you're great. And Mitch, you know, it's gonna be great to work with you too, Mitch. And that's obviously a dig at MAGA, but it's really a dig at both those guys because uh, he knows... It weakens that, them in the eyes of MAGA. Of course, yeah. And that was after the, the most contentious house battle in, what, 150 years, I think it was? Yeah, house, yeah. house leadership battle. Yeah, it, was smart. I did like part- it
5: wasn't his idea, but it was smart.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, did,
2: I, did, I, did, I did like the part where he's going to fight inflation by giving everybody $1,000 back on an electric car and building $500,000. <laughs> that'll
4: that'll, that'll work. It, that'll that's pay up. for my Tesla. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it won't, by the way. The Tesla's expensive. It's a great <laughs> car, but it was expensive. <laughs> it is true. It is peculiar that. All of the Democrat social policy now is aimed at helping well-off people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From your, no, we're going to pay for your college. Uh, no, we're going to pay for your electric car. Yeah. No, we're going to pay for your housekeeper. No, we're going to pay for your you, Even, the the, even the, the,
3: uh, the the stuff about the non-compete clause, they're going to want to get rid of non-compete clauses. He pretends that this is about helping uh, fast food employees, which like apparently maybe there are a few that are on non-compete clauses. I can't imagine but, but I never had the, one when I was the vast there, majority yeah. of that is not
1: uh yes, not, tech sector right it's it's high income resort fees Yeah. Know, <laughs> no one who, no, fees. no one worrying about how they're going to pay for eggs at home today <laughs> is like yeah finally resort, <laughs> resort fees this actually know. this actually is a great point is that he was
2: talking about how like very specific ways he was going to reduce very specific bills right i'm going to i'm going to mandate that there are no more resort fees i'm going to make sure there are no baggage fees i'm going to make sure that you can get a refund on your airline ticket and meanwhile, the elephant in the room is that inflation, which he says is "quote unquote" down, is currently running at 6.5 yeah. percent, which is three and a half to which is which is yeah. more than three times, like 325 yeah. percent. What they're aiming at, right? Normally, you're aiming at a two percent inflation rate. It's running at 6.5 percent, and that's down, right? So he, he's avoiding that like the like the plague, and instead proclaiming that he's going to lower your costs in this way and that way, and just hoping that you ignore the the elephant in the room. There there's so many sort of tacit lies that he was telling. His whole inflation reduction nonsense. Yeah. like, Oh, Donald Trump blew out the blew out the the numbers on, on the deficit and I'm bringing the deficit down. No, it's just that the programs under Trump sunsetted. And so therefore, less money was spent under those programs. Those were unanimously passed by the Republicans and the Democrats because of COVID. I, I love how he blamed COVID simultaneously for the crime increase as well as for inflation. Right. right. And, th- and then he said, you know, COVID just kind of magically shut COVID shut down our educational system. No, No, no you, you shut that. down our educational system. <laughs> yeah. He kept blaming extraneous factors for all of his problems. Well, of course, he gets the personal credit for By all. By the
5: way, the teachers successes. are all going to get a raise, so there's that. He said they did such chance, an amazing job not teaching. COVID. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. They really didn't teach in COVID. They didn't want to go back to work. Also, we have students that are suffering. But people can't pass basic reading exams. Literacy exams are the lowest they've ever been in this country. But you know what we're going to do? Let's give teachers a raise. That will definitely and a couple help more years of school. Yeah, a couple more years yeah. Of school oh yeah, be because right. we need yeah. <laughs> let's extend it to daycare. It shouldn't just be 12 years. he said they need they, we need more years. And that obviously is something that parents should be really paying attention to. Is that also something that he backloaded? Go on.
3: Well, said, that's how you fix education system is by putting more money into it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to fix law enforcement, you take money out of it. Yes. a
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> perfectly you know, sound one, argument. One, one thing that Matt said that I think is absolutely true is this is not going to be a political event at all. That, uh, that usually the State no. of the Union has a blip no. afterwards. It lasts like two days and it's going to go away. And this, I think, is yeah. going to well, be... Well, if well, they, it already But the only, impact, but the only yeah. thing about this is that you know, it's interesting to us because we're political types and we like political stories. And it is a political story. It does tell us how the government is, how the strategy of the Democrats is playing out. But aside from that, it's not actually a political event.
2: The, the only thing about it that I think helps Biden is that they keep being kind of Rumors of his demise, and they are gra- they are greatly exaggerated inside of his own party. Not physically, he's dead, but but metaphysically, they prop him on a horse like El Cid, and they're just riding him around. Yeah, but, it, yeah. but the the thing about what what keeps happening is that they proclaimed that he was dead before the midterms, and then the Democrats slightly overperformed it. It's back. It's it's back. <laughs> Go ahead. Come on. Oh my. Oh. oh.
5: oh. Wow. You,
1: you, you didn't, didn't break it. You but did you what Biden not in nine days. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Amazing. We, we call him, uh...
5: America! <laughs> oh, wow. After eight days, the yeah, balloon has Finally, been. finally. Yes, what a success. We took care of that thing right away.
1: Oh, no. no. Tell us how you did it.
5: Tell us how you did it, Mr. President. It was me.
0: <laughs> I, I was here the whole time. I didn't see you anywhere it there, was, Mr. It President. It was part of my plan. I... I, like I actually only notice now that it's an ice cream cone in his hand. That's that's a nice touch. Yeah. That's a nice little touch. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Leave, the, oh, no, leave no, that no, poor woman no. alone. No, no,
5: no, Mr. President.
1: Not again. <laughs> well, a country. If you want to spend even more time with us, you're welcome to come over to <laughs> Daily God Wire Plus. why you would. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine such a thing. But we're going to do our Members Block here in a few minutes, and it's still there's still a little bit of time to get your questions in. Uh, we're going to be taking only questions from members at the Members Block. That's why we call it the Members Block. Become a member dailywireplus.com slash subscribe. You can get 40% off because it is our President is for Sale sale. And uh, <laughs> what do we mean by our President is for Sale? Well, we literally mean that <laughs> China owns the president of the United States of America. It's a subtle, it's a subtle well, Now I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah.
6: it's, a it's a rental. This is the worst
4: show ever. Can you promise me a member block that, that paper bag Joe Biden's Please not going t- to be
0: there?
6: Oh,
1: no. <laughs> 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 yeah so I agree nothing's gonna come of this it was uh, it was over before before the speech was over like, yeah. the political impact you know he he almost went out of his way not to dream big. I mean you could say that the cancer thing is big except there was literally a plot line on uh, the West Wing <laughs> tw- almost 20 years ago <laughs> yeah. whether or not to announce the cure that we could cure cancer at a state of the Union. you know what they concluded? You can't.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you, you can't, can't actually say that. He's also been doing this shtick for like seven or eight years. Yeah, or that's ago. right. Cancer Moonshot. Yeah.
5: Just one more year, guys. I think he's going yeah. <laughs> to yeah. do it. I think he's going to do it. I hate cancer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bold statement. Give yeah.
6: oh, no. yeah. me someone yeah. who doesn't want to be seen me...
1: No, please take it all the way off. <laughs> yeah. Take, take, take <laughs> it back. all the way yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's a good run, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Can we go home? (laughs) No. We We can't go home, but we can go do our members' blocks. Head over to dailywireplus.com right now. For the rest of you, uh, we're going to catch back up with you on the other side. There are plenty more horrible political events coming this year, and we will be here to cover each and every one of them. We'll suffer them all. We will suffer them all together. Thanks for being with us.